What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani telling you why you should subscribe to the TSC YouTube channel. Do you like pro football, baseball, combat sports, and video game coverage? What about exclusive interviews you won't find anywhere else? Joe Theismann here, Jeff McNeil, Frank Thomas. How you doing? I'm doing great, my man. How's, how's it going, Fred? Did I mention event coverage? TSC here at New York Comic Con. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, click that subscribe button. Don't forget to enable notifications. And as always, enjoy the games. Very special Lee Siblings Media Day. We're joined by a family of martial artists, the one women's atomweight world champion, unstoppable Angela Lee, the one lightweight world champion, Christian the Warrior Lee, and rising star Victoria the Prodigy Lee. As you may already know, one championship is back this September 24th with one revolution. And this event has not one, but three world title fights. So fans are in for a treat. Headlining the event is reigning one lightweight world champion, Christian Lee, who is here with us today. He will be defending his title against the number three ranked lightweight contender, Oak Ray Yoon. Can Christian clean out the lightweight division by defeating the only man left in the top five? We're all excited to find out. Also on the One Revolution card, and here with us today is the youngest of the Lee sisters, Victoria Lee, who impressed us all in her first two fights in one. She's back for the third time this year to face Victoria Souza. We're so honored that the one women's atomweight world champion, Angela Lee, is also here to support her siblings and share with us her thoughts on last Friday night's One Empower event featuring the one women's atomweight world Grand Prix. Angela's expected to be back soon to face the winner of that tournament. It's so great to see all of you here together. Thanks for joining us. How are you all doing? Yeah, thank you for having us. You know, it's so nice that we can all do this media together and, you know, uh, over here through Zoom. So it's it's cool. Uh, we've got all the media joining us from around the world. First up, we're going to go to Jay Anderson of cage side press i wanted to start with uh, victoria heading into this fight uh, you know you're two fights into your career now going into number three just how different is the feeling going into this third fight compared to bouts number one and two in terms of nerves and everything else in terms of preparation i feel like going into my third bout i'm a lot more comfortable uh, there's a lot less newness of everything, and I feel like I've been able to build upon my camp from the second fight, and um, this third camp's been going smoothly. You know, Victoria is uh, undefeated like yourself, so just give us your thoughts going into this matchup against her. I think that my next opponent is tough. She has a 5-0 record, and I think it's going to be an exciting match because we're both finishers, and I don't think it's going to go to the distance. All right, and uh, for Christian, you're also on the card as well, obviously sharing it with your younger sister. What does that mean to you? I know you've done it with Angela as well, but getting this opportunity, what does that mean to you? I'm very excited to be sharing uh, my first event with my little sister, Victoria. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting how everything goes because when I first started my career, I was sharing the card with my older sister, Angela. And, you know, for the beginning of our careers, many of our fights were shared on the same cards. And so now, um, you know, me being the champion headlining this event, uh, I'm really excited to have Victoria on the card with me as well. And, you know, we're going to put on a great show for the fans and I'm excited to be heading to Singapore together with her. And obviously, in your case, it's a title defense. Uh, in this case, Akre Yoon. Uh, just let us uh, into your thoughts on that matchup. And is there any part of you that kind of wish this was maybe Eddie Alvarez because of his notoriety and the uh, higher profile that might bring? 
No, you know, um, I'm glad that I'm fighting Oak. And in my opinion, Oak Rayun is the only guy deserving of the title shot right now. He's ranked number five in the division. I think, um, actually, correct. Um, sorry, I believe he just got moved up to number three. Um, so, you know, he's the only guy in the top five I have, haven't faced yet. And Eddie Alvarez, um, you know, he was a big name coming over from the UFC. Um, you know, when one championship signed him, he had a lot of traction behind him. But since then, he hasn't done enough, you know, to build himself a run up to the title. So yeah, I'm still waiting on Eddie to start winning a few fights and then we can score off in that circle. But for now, I'm very glad to be facing Oak and I feel like he's the only worthy contender. And last one for me too. Angela, thanks very much for joining us with the, uh, I guess the youngest Lee there with you. Um, just curious about your thoughts on the quarterfinals of the Adam Weight Grand Prix. Obviously there was a little bit of controversy in the Denise Zamboanga versus uh, Sohi Ham fight. And I just wanted to get your opinion on who you thought won that fight. Um, I think it's hard to say. I mean, it's a close fight. Um, I did, you know, in my eyes, I did see Denise, um, you know, edging out the victory. Um, but yeah, it was a close fight, you know, um, both of them landed. It's kind of hard, um, when it goes into the judge's hands, because, you know, there's been many bad calls before I've been on the, you know, bad end of a decision. Um, and of course it's frustrating. Uh, that's why I make it a point to, you know, always try and go for the finish because if you leave it in the judges' hands, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, none of, both of them weren't close to finishing the fight. And so it's kind of hard to say, uh, but yeah, a lot of, uh, drama going on about that now absolutely and I'll, I'll squeeze one more in out of the uh competitors who are left in the grand prix who do you see going to the final and who do you think you'll be fighting down the road uh for your title you know what all of the matches have been exciting um who i see in the finals potentially is um maybe stamp and three two i think so we'll see our next question comes from Leon Jennings of Asian Persuasion MMA. Uh, first question for Angela. What do you think of the Jong Jing Nan versus Michelle Nicolini fight? And having fought both of them previously, what was your prediction going into that fight? Uh, yeah, I predicted that Jong would win. Um, you know, I I was going to say that she might get, um, you know, knockout or TKO, but, um, you know, decision also. I think Jong played it very safe. She played a very smart game. Um, and yeah. We'll see you little Ava there. How is motherhood? How's training as a mother? And also, obviously, you're probably going to be competing in February now, not November. Is that a good thing or are you itching to get back in there? Uh, motherhood is amazing. It's definitely changed me. Um, it is different training now. Um, definitely have to schedule things, you know, um, far in advance. And everything needs to be flexible because of uh, the baby. But I'm very excited to get back in there. Um, I've started to train again alongside my brother and sister as they get ready for their fights. Um, and after this event in September, um, we're going to be you know, kicking it into gear and uh, getting my fight camp started. So very excited for that. Um, and yeah, I think that fighting in February is going to be great for me. Uh, it's going to give me even more time to come back even stronger. 
and I'm really excited for it. Christian, similar question. How was your first ever training camp as a father? Um, my first training camp as a father has been going great. And I, I feel so, so lucky and so blessed to have such a great, um, great wife and uh, such a great baby because, you know, my wife and my, my daughter, they come to the gym with me every day. So I never really have to be apart from them. Uh, we go in together in the morning, I train, and then we come home together as well. So, um, so far, training camp has been going um, exactly the same as it has every fight before. And I feel more ready than I've ever been. Cool. And I know you're not looking past Oak, but there's a big card coming up in December. You've discussed before about moving up, challenging Abbasov for the Worldweight title. Is that a possibility if you get through Oak later this month? I definitely plan on moving up to Welts weight and claiming this belt there. But right now, nothing is more important than the fight at hand, and I'm not taking Okra Yoon lightly. So uh, I would love to talk about the Welts weight division, but I'll do so after I defend my belt. Cool. And Victoria, obviously, Angela, Christian, they've, they've fought on the same card before. This is your first time competing on the same card as one of them with Christian. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, well, I'm really excited to be competing with my brother. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool experience to be able to travel and see how things go on fight week. I haven't been able to watch his fight in a very long time live, and I'm just really excited for that. Good. Obviously, you're an athlete yourself. Who impressed you, especially in, in the Grand Prix last week? Um, I, I think that um, the card last week was... Everybody on that card was really talented. And I think that the most exciting match to me was um, the Stamp versus Rasohinia fight because there was just so much action. And, and um, yeah, that was the most exciting bout for me to watch. Our next question comes from Chris Mancuso of Tops Off Sports. Christian, I'm going to lead off with you. We had you on Jake Shields podcast, basically uh, you were a fresh father. First off, how are you sleeping? How are things going on that and uh, things getting easier for you? Yeah, you know, um, everything has been going great. Uh, I've been sleeping really well. Thankfully, my baby girl, she loves to sleep through the night. And so um, it really, you know, we, my wife and I, we've just been blessed with uh, such a great baby. She loves to sleep. She loves to eat. And, um, you know, she's growing very well. So uh, everything has been going great as a father. That's incredible. That's incredible. Now, have you noticed, um, you know, you come back into it, you're just freshly a father. Uh, was there any lag time going back into the gym or was it kind of business as usual? Did you find any difference? No, for me, um, I did have a few weeks of downtime just at home, you know, enjoying the time as a father. But right away, I was back into the gym preparing. Um, I, you know, I sort of had a feeling that Oprah Yoon was going to be the next guy so really i've been training for him uh since early in this year um shortly after my title defense so um i've i've been continuing my training as usual uh i wake up i go into the gym and my wife and my daughter they come in and follow me as well so everything's been going just just like normal you mentioned eddie alvarez on our podcast then he got brought up earlier um there was actually blow by back from that clip i know one championship pulled it eddie alvarez got all excited so say for example you do get through oak and all of a sudden eddie alvarez wins his next fight in in, in some sort of uh devastating fashion would you wait would you would you stay in the division to fight eddie alvarez before jumping up if he came out and showed you he belongs absolutely you know 
I think that's definitely a fight the fans have been wanting to see. And, um, you know, all we're really waiting for is for Eddie to win a fight and then we'll make it happen. So, um, you know, not looking past Oak Yoon at all. Once I get past my next opponent, defend my belts, then um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Eddie can do in the division. Next up, we got a Kyle Siegel from Going Live Podcast. It's kind of funny, you know, you just dispatch one's like two most ferocious you know, ferocious strikers with ease almost, especially, you know, with Timothy. What's, what's like a 2022 look like for you, you know, your ultimate goal? Are you double champ? You know, are you just king of the lightweight division? What's your goal? Well, I plan on uh, clearing out the lightweight division by the end of this year. And really after Oak Ray Yoon, um, you know, if Eddie can work his way up, he might be up there. But really the lightweight division has been cleared out. So my goal for this year is to clear out the lightweight division. Next year, I plan on being a double champ and continuing to defend my belt in lightweight division as well. That's awesome to hear. And um, looks like your sister's left, so I'll ask you, you know, if your sisters get to that point where they're at and wait, you know, contenders, they have to fight each other. I think that's a pretty good uh, publicity Chaudhry uh, could cash in on or what? <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing is, every family is different. Uh, my family happens to be very close and you know, knowing my two sisters, they would never square off in the cage, not for any amount of money. And um, it would be great publicity. I'm sure there's people that would want to see that, but um, a more realistic um, scenario is going to be Angela moving up to claim a second belt. Once she defends her Adam Wee title right around the time that Victoria is going up to fight for the Adam Wee, the vacant Adam Wee belt. Next up, we have Dylan Bowker from my MMA news. Oh, my first question there was for Christian, just because there's been some level of dialogue so far about a one championship show transpiring in America. I'm kind of wondering what would the temperature be for you on performing on a show in America under the one banner? I would love to, you know, be the first person to headline an event when one championship comes to America. You know, I live here in Hawaii. This is my home. And, um, you know, so America is, is where I live. I would love to to headline that event. And I think that, you know, one championship coming to America would be very big. Um, there's already a very strong following of people that, you know, watch every single one championship event or watch it on the rerun because, uh, you know, the time zones are very different. But I think that if there was a one championship event to come here, primetime U.S. Um, US show, then you know, it would just build a huge following of fans for one championship here in America. And um, I hope to see, you know, more, more and more shows able to come to America by next year. Yeah, that would be awesome for sure. And my follow-up question here is for Angela, because when I was speaking with your sister, Victoria, ahead of her last fight there, she was talking about how it was cool that you were able to reintegrate yourself into training, you know, do some drills again. I'm kind of curious to hear your perspective, just being able to you know, get back to it alongside your sister in her burgeoning fight career. I really missed being um, on the mats with my siblings. And so I was very excited to get back. Um, I did have to ease myself into it. Um, for me, that was difficult because I like to just go 100% and my mind remembers where I left off. Um, but yeah, now that we're kind of past that stage, I'm kind of getting back into you know, more serious training. It's so nice to see, um, you know, just how much Victoria has been progressing 
and um, you know, really making a name for herself in the organization. So I'm very, very proud of her. Appreciate the insights in that regard. And my final question here is for Victoria, because I was noticing your primary training partner there, Adrian Lee, captured his first national title there. Can you speak to the work you were able to get within him recently and just how great that was? Great as always. Oh, it was awesome. Earlier this, um, earlier last month, my little brother was able to win his first national title. And um, I believe he won it in two divisions. And I was just so proud of him. I've He's been such an amazing training partner for me. Um, throughout all of my fight camps and and um, yeah I'm just so lucky to have him as a little brother and as a training partner. This question comes in via text from Faris Farhan of Singapore Strike Sports who asks Victoria and Christian are you guys aiming for a first round win will that be tradition for all the Lee siblings we'll go to Victoria with that one first. Yes I plan on for this match I plan on finishing in the first round. This fight is going to end in the first round. First round submission. Japanese media coming in with the question, Shinya Aoki is winning after the loss against Christian, against you in 2019. Do you think he deserves a shot at the title again? I think that Shinya Aoki um, is an amazing fighter. And since losing the title to me, he's, uh, I believe he's won two fights. And so um, he's definitely back on a winning streak. And um I think maybe one more fight against a guy in the top five and he would definitely be um, deserving of a title shot. But, um, you know, I've, I've heard some recent interviews of Shinya himself, you know, saying that that's not something he plans on. So, um, you know, I'm never going to call out, you know, Shinya. I, I really like him as a friend, as a former training partner. Um, and, you know, the fight originated with him calling me out. But, you know, for me, um, I just... I have so much respect for him. I'm not going to sit here calling him out. If that's something that he wants, then I'm sure he'll he'll fight his way up there. Our next question comes in from Ivan Ruiz of Daily Tribune. This one's for Angela. What are your thoughts on the recent decision of one to review the match between Denise and Siohi Han? I think that, you know, um, anyone who is on the bad side of a, you know, bad decision or the losing side of a bad decision is going to call for it to be reviewed. Um, like I said earlier, I'm not sure. Uh, in my mind, both ladies, you know, it was pretty even. Um, yes, I do think that Denise edged out the win. Um, but none of them, none of, neither of them were close to finishing the fight. And if there was a near finish, I think that would really be the deciding factor. Um, but yeah, we'll see what one championship decides. Um, it's hard, you know, The when it goes to the judges, it's, it's no longer in our hands. So we just have to wait and see. The follow-up question from Ivan was, Denise has always said she wants to fight you. Any chance we'll get to see you duke it out inside the circle? Yeah, I think so. I think it could happen. Um, you know, if she does end up, you know, falling out of the Grand Prix, I think that if she had to fight with, you know, say, what's, who's another person that fell out? Mengbo. Um, if those two matched up and if she wins, then yeah, for sure, I'd like to, to fight her. I just don't think that you can um, have a shot at the title coming off of a loss. So I think she need to fight someone before getting that title shot. We'll go to our next media question coming in via text. This one is from James Reese of Overtime Heroics MMA, who says, 
Hi all, hope you're well. Question for both Angela and Victoria. With the impressive start that Victoria has had in the atomweight division, have you had the discussion of what will happen if Victoria keeps impressing and starts to mount a challenge for the championship? I think Christian touched upon this one earlier, but Angela, if you want to go first. Of course. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really excited for Victoria. Um, of course, her skill level, I think, is such a that she could definitely be a world champion in the near future. Um, you know, this is going to be her third fight with the organization. Um, I think a lot of times because her skill level is so high, people overlook the fact that she's still 17. She still only had three MMA fights. So, you know, she said a lot of times in interviews, she doesn't want to rush the process, but I do think it's going to happen naturally. And, you know, once Victoria, um, starts climbing the ranks and um, taking out the top five in the atomweight division, I do see myself moving up to the strawweight division and, um, you know, looking to capture that world title. And um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be the least making history again. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Wait and see. Same question for Victoria. Are you quite happy with that plan? I think that's a great plan. Um, yeah, as I'm heading into my third fight, I'm just I'm just taking it one step at a time, you know, treating each fight like it's the most important of my life and just seeing where it goes from there. Our next question from James again says, uh, are we all likely to see a fourth Lee sibling anytime soon? We've heard previously all the huge compliments aimed at Adrian, how he's training. How is he getting on? And uh, is him joining one something that he's looking to pursue? Um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of people, you know, recently have heard about Adrian. Um, he uh, has been training alongside the, the three of us for many years now. And, um, you know, he's done very well in his last few competitions. Uh, he is still a sophomore in high school. So um, he has told us that he does he has an interest in fighting um, but he does want to finish high school um, but yeah we'll see his skill level is definitely there and within a few years I think it's really going to mature and develop and he's going to be you know a huge threat um, you know if he decides to join one uh, yeah you know just basically everything Angela touched on um, Adrian is extremely talented you know he he's also a league he comes from the same family he's got the same training and it's really up to him. He's got all the skills and all the talent in the world. So if he does choose to be a professional fighter to join one championship, I think he's going to do extremely well and follow the same journey that the three of us have so far. No, I, I agree 100% with what um, my brother and sister said. Awesome. All right. Our next question comes from Andrew Mack of MMA Island. Uh, first for Christian and Angela, coming from a family of fighters, you guys have been exposed to fighting for a long time. Now that you both have children, is it something you'd like to continue? Would you let your kids watch your fights when they're like 8, 9, 10? Yeah, so I definitely am going to have my daughter with me at my fights. Um, I think that... You know, it'll be a very unique experience for her, um, added motivation for me. And luckily with our family, I know that, um, you know, my husband, my mom, my siblings, they can all um, help 
to watch Ava while I'm out there, and I know that she's going to be in good hands. Um, will I let Ava fight? That's the question I get asked a lot. And if you ask me, like, do you want your daughter to be a fighter? Honestly, I'm going to say no. Just I, I know how difficult it is, and I know there are a million other, you know, um, opportunities for her out there. So I really want her to explore um, those other options and find her true passion, whatever that may be. Um, but if she does have the same passion for martial arts, of course, I'm going to be supporting her 1000 um, percent. Yeah, for me, um, of course, I'm going to have my, my daughter there with me. Um, in the future, it doesn't matter how old she is. Um, this last event, I was really looking forward to uh, bringing my wife and my daughter to Singapore with me to watch me fight. Uh, however, due to the COVID restrictions, um, my baby is not old enough to enter Singapore yet. Right now, they're not accepting babies into the country as they're not able to you know, vaccinate or test them. So unfortunately, she's staying at home for this one. But if the next, next event, one championship, um, you know, brings the show to the United States or if Singapore opens up, then uh, my daughter will definitely be there in the front row watching me fight. Sang chi and the Ten Rings recently hit theaters. The movie has been a beacon for Asians worldwide and given us something to look up to for someone who looks like us and has many of the same experiences as us. At the same time, as one becomes more popular in the West, you guys have also become icons in the Asian community to look up to as well. You're essentially the real-life versions of saying chi these unstoppable Asian warrior prodigies. Tell me, how does that feel? I haven't really seen, um, like, what that movie is about. I just know that it's um, it's based on, like, it's the first blockbuster Marvel movie um, with, like, uh, the majority of the cash cast is Asian. And I'm just really excited to watch it. I've heard great reviews about it. And I think that um, it's really awesome to have such a big blockbuster film um, starred as like an Asian superhero. So I think that's really cool. Sure. Um, so I am super excited for this film. Um, I love movies and I try to watch them all as soon as they come out. Uh, unfortunately, because, you know, I have a baby now, it's kind of hard to catch the movies in the theaters. So I was hoping that they'd be releasing it to stream like on... Disney Plus or HBO Max or something, but no luck. Um, I'm very excited for this film, and I think it really, you know, means a lot for us coming from, you know, our Asian ethnicity, also being martial artists. I think we can relate a lot to the movie, and um, you know, just having a Marvel superhero who looks like us, who comes from our same background. We can relate on so many different levels. Um, so very excited for this film. And yeah, I think it's going to be a hit. Um, you know, for me, I haven't, um, I haven't really heard much about the movie yet, but I think it's great that, you know, they're incorporating every ethnicity and, and you know, making them into Marvel superheroes. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see every ethnicity up there on, on the, the superhero blockbuster list. And um, I'll definitely be looking for it in the movies when it comes out. Uh, could you guys just respond to how does it feel to be like an Asian icon that people can look up to, like Shang-Chi as well? Um, you know, for me, um, I think it's, uh, it's a great honor to be uh, somebody that, you know, other people can look up to. You know, for me, myself, 
um, I try not to, you know, put myself in that position where I, I look at myself as a role model. But I know in the line of work, you know, being a champion, naturally that that is going to happen. And I'm just I'm very grateful that I have this platform to really set a good example to all of the young kids out there 